Hello, and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. Weird booksmen. Weird habit-forming booksmen. Hey, we're forming weird <laughs> habits over here. <laughs> to go along with all my other weird habits. Yeah, I don't think we need a book to tell us how to develop weird habits. I don't think I need a book to tell me about eating scabs. <laughs> <laughs> What what kind of weird habits were you talking about? <laughs> uh, I was talking about uh, watching Frasier reruns. Yeah. That's probably the weirdest habit I have. When like I tell my parents, like, oh, the other day I was watching Frasier. Yeah, I think they're the most confused. I could see that because, like, for your parents, they're probably like, "Yeah, we watched that because." There were only like a few channels. And there was yeah. only so much to do. And there were only like so many things that we could watch where like, you know, you kids would just, you know, not be super into it, but you would watch it too and it'd be fine. We'd all watch it together. But, you know, that was that was disposable, son. You're not supposed to go back and watch those. Again. Yeah, you're not supposed to. That's not supposed to be the only thing you do with yeah. your free time now. We're, that's on Netflix. That's on Hulu. Oh, okay, Hulu. That makes sense. Oh yeah, that makes sense. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I got a frog in my throat. Yeah. How, how you doing? I this thought week? you were getting choked up about it. <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. I don't. There's no real show that I do that with. I'm not a like you. You like fall asleep with the TV on, right? Well, no, 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 no. Uh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. No, like we don't have a. I don't have a TV in uh, the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I you, think... you still got the three in the bathroom, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, you know, one over the sink when I'm brushing <laughs> my teeth. Uh, one, one on the toilet. Yeah, you know, across from the toilet, and then one in the bathtub, um, yeah. but submerged underwater. Man, I have a uh, Bluetooth. Shower speaker, I love it. Tom, I I still think that's the craziest thing on <laughs> earth. The shower is the only time of day where I'm not bombarded with something. <laughs> that's where I do most of my podcast listening. That's that where I do most like, of my uh, thinking, Tom. Doing, uh, doing dishes. You know, I do most of my thinking in bed at night, and that's bad. And that's then when I don't I listen, fall asleep. That's when I listen to a podcast. Yeah, that's probably what I and should like, do. And I listen to a dumb podcast, and it's like, hey, just invested in this dumb conversation yeah. enough to not think about all the things that I worry about. Yeah. And I fall asleep like a baby. Um, and a baby wakes me up. <laughs> and then you say, hey, you're supposed to be sleeping like yeah. a baby. We're supposed to be sleeping like each other. I guess we are. We're both up. <laughs> he's worried about something. Yeah. And he's going to make it your problem. Milk. Milk? That he's Oh, that's what milk. you're always worried about. That's what yeah. he's worried about. Yeah, mm-hmm. where's my next milk coming from? <laughs> <laughs> you you've I don't know if you've complained about it on the podcast, but you you've complained off the podcast about how much milk your son drinks. Yeah. And actually we just came back from the doctor and guess what? He's drinking too much milk <laughs> in like a medical sense. Wow. Yeah, so we gotta figure that out. Yeah. It's a whole thing. The kid loves milk. What am I, what am I gonna do? Switch him to Gatorade. Oh yeah, he needs electrolytes, yeah, right? Keep yeah, keep him hydrated. That's you, true. you need a well hydrated baby. Oh yeah. I mean if he's going to be also we got to get him used to the the taste of Gatorade because he's going to be a high achiever sports wise. <laughs> right. You can get him on a uh, uh, G Fuel, Gamer Fuel. Yeah. That stuff's pretty good. Ooh. Am I going to let him have a video game system? Uh I think you're probably not going to have a choice. I don't know if that's true. I think he'll be like, give me video games. I don't, you know what, though? I don't know. I, I think, and, and I'm thinking right now, I'll just tell him no. This kid <laughs> says, this kid says, give me milk. <laughs> right. And then I say no. And then, uh, like, yeah, and the uh, doctor 30 says, seconds don't later, give him milk, and you give him milk. Yeah, and 30 seconds later, I'm like, okay, I'll give you milk. Yeah. Screaming. Um, no, I mean, watching my niece occasionally, I've, uh, very much appreciated like, uh, like, all right, guess what? Your parents aren't around. Here's a little screen time for you. Yeah. Here's this Mickey Mouse puzzle app that I downloaded. <laughs> uh, knock yourself out with that. I'm going to, I'm going to take a, Uncle Tommy's going to take a few Z's. <laughs> <sighs> this one time I kept falling asleep 
uh, when I was supposed to be watching her. You shouldn't. My fiance was there too. I know, but you shouldn't be trusted. But every time I fell asleep, she would tickle my feet. That's funny. And it's like, like, all right, it's funny, but please leave me alone. I'm so tired. (laughs) There's a. This is a. This I don't know. Look, hey, this is behind a paywall. People, people want to hear about. The way I'm raising my son, I guess. Uh, Tim, for years you promised to raise your son like veal in a box. (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 I didn't promise. It was a threat, and I didn't make it on it. I never follow through on my threats. That's that's why I'm not intimidating. Yeah, that's Uh, a habit you should break. We taught him, or I taught him, Mm -hmm. to honk people's noses. (laughs) 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 To grab someone's nose and go honk, honk, right? Yeah, that's a good one. So he does that to me. He, He... does it now to my wife, mm-hmm. his mother, um, <laughs> but he did it to the doctor. <laughs> uh, the doctor and the doctor was like humorless about it. Oh, really? Because she was like, "You're giving him too much milk. He's hung to my nose. What's going on in your household?" <laughs> right? Uh, and then uh, uh, this, uh, the other bad thing is, mm-hmm. do this thing where like. I pretend to fall asleep, and then he honks my nose to wake me up. Oh, okay, but now when you actually fall asleep. Yeah, and now it's like he wakes up, and like sometimes he'll go back to sleep in our bed. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I actually fall asleep, (laughs) my freaking nose gets honked. Yeah, that's hard to sleep through. Uh, Goddamn. (laughs) (laughs) It's a mess over at my house. I have a, a similar thing with my niece where one time, uh, she like took my seat after I got up. I don't think even like purposefully, just yeah. you know, little kid that doesn't give a shit. Like <laughs> little kids don't give a shit about <laughs> yeah. anything. So of course, to try and teach her a lesson, I pretended like I didn't see her and right. like was like, "All right, let me let me sit in this seat," and like sat and squished her. And now all the <laughs> she time, had to go to the hospital. <laughs> no, all the time. That's what she wants. Yeah, she's like, squish me. Can you squish me? Can you squish me with your back? They turned her into a creep. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, when it's like Christmas and there's like a bunch of relatives over and they're seeing me do this for like a half hour. But yeah, it's a little uh, uh, strange. Yeah. I'll squish you a little bit. That's the other thing. I, I, That's not what she wants. I should ask her. Like, you are aware that I'm not actually like if you if I really just let go, you know, I could kill you, right? <laughs> I, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like squishing. You know, then it's like oh, I gotta like. Uh, use my uh like my thighs to like not actually squish. It's yeah. like a real workout. It's like I'm doing squats. It's a workout, Tom. You gotta be in shape. Yeah. You're going to be watching a kid, and that's perfect segue, segue, segue into uh, Atomic Habits, Tom. Yeah, this week, uh, well, we're wrapping the book up, but uh, the, the first chapter we're going over, I don't have the chapter number in front of me, but it's uh, how an accountability partner can change everything. Tom? And, and is this the, the chapter? Yeah, that starts off with the uh, amazing example. And what is that? The uh, the president thing? Yeah, about um, like uh, the this guy, this uh, uh, pilot, a uh, Harvard Law School guy, uh, spent thirty four years nego- specializing in negotiation and conflict management. He founded the Harvard Negotiation Project. He's worked with numerous countries, world leaders on peace resolutions, hostage crises, blah blah blah. Um, but they asked him uh, to design a strategy. He said to- blah 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 over anti-diplomatic <laughs> compromises. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, well, that's like the most boring one. Hot. You want to hear about hostage negotiations yeah, or diplomatic true. whatever? <laughs> um, but uh, they asked him to design some strategies that could prevent nuclear war because uh, you know that's something nobody wants. Um, and he had noticed a troubling fact. Any sitting president would have access to launch codes that could kill millions of people, but would never actually see anyone die because he would always be thousands of miles away, which is, you know, take away nukes. That's been a problem with pretty much every president. Yeah. Uh, Especially nowadays with drones and stuff that's like, yeah, you're going to. It's going to look like a a video game. I think there's a problem with society in general. We don't like. Tom, mm-hmm. 
do you see a video of an actual crime like yeah that Paul Pelosi video yeah yeah and like that's something everybody made jokes about because mm-hmm. like everybody's a fucking monster now and an <laughs> asshole but also like when you actually see something happen or like you can it's like oh shit that's scary and terrible and it like recontextualizes so like beyond that mm-hmm. actually having to like we're so far removed from things that we have this detachment and in some cases like an ironic detachment when it's us when it's the when it's the president it's just like a detachment of like yeah i don't know i just have been conditioned not to see lives as lives right yeah to to just kind of think about numbers and fallout yeah all that so his solution he said uh my suggestion was quite simple he wrote in 1981 put that nuclear code number in a little capsule and then implant that capsule right next to the heart of a volunteer the volunteer would carry with him a big heavy butcher knife as he accompanied the president If ever the president wanted to fire nuclear weapons, the only way he could do so would be for him first with his own hands to kill one human being. The president says, George, I'm sorry, but tens of millions of people must die. He has to look at someone and realize what death is, what an innocent death is. Blood on the White House carpet. It's reality brought home. When I suggested this to friends in the Pentagon, they said, my God, that's terrible. Having to kill someone would distort the president's judgment. He might never push the button. Yeah. Which was the point. point. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah. And I don't think it should just be some random person. It should be his wife. Yeah. Or his his, uh, mistress. Mistress. I mean, you're always like, oh, yeah, you should have to kill a woman for some reason. (laughs) Or or maybe his uh, dirtbag son. (laughs) Give that guy something to do. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, guess what? (laughs) Guess what you're going to (laughs) do. Guess what? Uh, No charges are going to be filed against you for all this uh, Mm. stuff. uh, And we got a job for you in the White House. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, that would... uh, I mean, luckily, no sitting president, knock on wood... Uh, has uh, launched nukes since uh, Eisenhower. Was Eisenhower president? Truman. Truman, yeah, Truman. Uh, from the Truman Show, of course, we all remember. As portrayed by Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, nobody's done it, but like I said, you know, a lot of other bad... Ed Harris wear a hat in that movie? Who? Ed Harris. Yeah, I think so. We all know you're bald, man. It, it was like a, he's bald in plenty of things. I think yeah, it was I like, I think a, he thought he could, he could start tricking. <laughs> nah, I think he was like, this is the kind of guy that wears a hat. Okay. Um, Sorry, go on. But plenty of presidents have started needless wars that, yeah, absolutely would have, eh, I think Nixon would have been like, oh, wh- which guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, not this guy. <laughs> oh, well, too late. It's <laughs> an interesting Nixon you got. <laughs> I appreciate the attempt, though. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, get your jowls into it, Tom. Um, yeah, well, in fairness, George mm-hmm. W. Bush, once yeah. these people are uh, disfigured in his illegal wars, he right. paints pictures of them in his bathtub right. or something. And like pretty bad paintings. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That man, yeah. If I if I was sent to go fight in a war that was built on complete bullshit, and then the guy who sent me there was like, ah, I, I drew like a painting paint of you. you. Yeah, I'd be like, I, and it's bad, and, and I'm not a bad. good artist. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just fucking off forever, I'm gonna keep uh, I'm gonna keep yeah, you know, doing shit like this. Yeah, but anyway, uh, the point of this, you know, is that uh. Uh, accountability partners, basically having <laughs> having a guy that you have to having a guy that you have to murder if you want to do something bad. No, the idea of making yourself accountable to somebody else, um, and and that uh, tying into the his uh, fourth law of uh, making something immediately unsatisfying. Right. If you so wanna... instead of getting to like you know. Uh, this is the opposite of this isn't how it actually works, but the popular idea of pressing a big red button 
nothing you could imagine simpler. And also remember like uh, Staples was selling those, uh, that was easy buttons that literally didn't do anything if say that was easy and people would buy them because it was satisfying to press that button. Yeah. Now it it was funny commercials. Yeah. Uh, but you imagine that like that red button to launch the nukes, that's it's probably got like such a nice click to oh, it, yeah. like extremely satisfying to uh press. Now, what do you think happens when that button is pressed? Like, there's a wire that goes out of it, mm-hmm. right? That isn't connected to anything. There's not an actual button, they, they have the biscuit in their uh coat. You know about that? That's got the launch codes. Right. But it's like. What's the football then? uh, That's the like uh, actual like radio transmitter. Okay. That allows them to, you know, so they don't have to be like, uh, can I borrow your phone to call? Gotcha. But the biscuit, it's like a plastic thing that you like crack open. Uh, so it's like obvious if it's been opened and tampered with, right? And they crack that open, and that changes every so often, uh, and that has the actual like launch codes to verify. Gotcha. That uh, that but it's the it's somebody you know like it's not like the president presses something, and then that like that action mm-hmm. travels through a wire that's connected to a missile that then is yeah, launched. Right? Yeah, like it's. Orders are given and then things happen, right? Right. Yeah, okay. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Otherwise, there have to be a lot of buttons because, like, it's not just like, all right, fire all of the nukes. Right. We yeah, have. yeah. 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 Uh, I imagine cracking that biscuit open is probably pretty satisfying. Yeah. Some AI is going to guess the nuclear codes. <laughs> well, they would, they would need to. I mean, that's what the football is, though. That's like, yeah. it still needs to be communicated through that. Or through the at the White House, they, yeah. they don't use the football. They've got a actual setup in the basement, I think. Um, all right, so he he goes on to talk about uh, accountability contracts. That yeah, you think? Mm. and he this fucking he gives an example of a guy <laughs> that like there's some examples in this book of people that have instituted things and tactics that he like suggests that are just like. Putting a lot on other people. And also, like, you got to be a fucking psychopath. Like, yeah. Brian Harris, an entrepreneur, already red flag, from Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee, was the first person I saw put this strategy into action. This is the contract. Mm-hmm. Shortly after the birth of his son, Harris realized he wanted to shed a few pounds. Mm-hmm. He wrote up a habit contract between himself, his wife, and his personal trainer. And this is what, the, what it read. Now, this mm-hmm. is a guy... Just became a father. Yeah. Brian's number one objective for Q1 of 2017 is to start eating correctly again so he feels better, looks better, and is able to hit his long-term goal of 200 pounds at 10% body fat. That's your top fucking priority (laughs) when you just became a father? How about... Spending time with your fucking kid. Well, I think he would argue that he's trying to make sure he's around for his kid. Your number one obje- objective is to get to ten percent. But I mean, I don't know what what is that good? Yeah, the, yeah, these, that's these don't good. seem like good numbers. <laughs> <laughs> like it's two two hundred pounds at ten percent body fat. Uh, you're in pretty good shape. Okay, because that you would have to have a, either he's extremely tall or he's uh already or looking just, to be pretty muscular. I just took issue with. You know, you just have a kid. Your number one objective. That's his number your t- one objective in this circumstance. He's got a different contract with the kid. <laughs> I hope so, <laughs> but I don't. I don't think it's ethical to have a, a child enter into a contractual agreement. Because, like, it's like, oh yeah, your parents have to sign. So essentially, he's and Brian he again gives it to his son, and he's like, oh right, I'll sign it for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. oh, I don't need to spend time with you because I. I have to hit the fucking gym. That reminds... <sighs> You're going to be mad if I bring this up. What? But that just reminds me of the time that I won two Turbo Graphics 16s from the newspaper. Yeah, I mean, I'm not mad. I just think you're a scumbag. <laughs> and why am I a scumbag? Because you had Turbo Graphics 16. I won it from the newspaper. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. 
And I wasn't intending to win two. It was that you had to answer some questions. And one of the questions I couldn't figure out the answer, but I had narrowed it down to two. So I sent two in. And um, I do remember it being like a big pain in the ass, though, that like my mom had to like go to a notary to like get something notarized to get them. They in my mind, they took forever to come. They might have come in a week. Yeah. But I asked every day. You're just sitting on the stoop, just waiting for yeah. the mailman. Yeah. But that was also like back. Turns out that stuff, the mailman doesn't even bring that stuff. It's a whole different truck. Yeah. Uh, and this was also like back in the time where like, you know, they they sent two of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, like a few games, too. It was a great prize. Bonk's Adventure. Bonk's Adventure. I think Bloody Wolf. Um, but this was in the days where you could just like, we just took the extra one to Toys R Us and we're like, hi, we'd like to return this. We don't have a receipt (laughs) and they just gave us cash. (laughs) But I remember like my mom being, I think my mom took that money and I was like, this is outrageous. (laughs) And she was like, I had to go through all these hoops. I had to like notarize all this stuff and pay to get. And also like, I buy you all your food. (laughs) Yeah. I think she was basically like, look, you already got this system and like three free games. I mailed that in for you. I did all these things and I'm taking this other one. Yeah. Uh, But I remember being like, you know, if I were an adult, I would do all these things, but I can't. Bullshit. You don't I'm do suing. Th- now her. you're an adult and you don't do a goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's why I haven't won many contests lately. Uh, yeah. Well. I always mean to enter more contests. Yeah. I mean, there are people that enter contests, and Tom, let me tell you, they win sometimes. Well, that this should have been the the early wake up call in my life of Yeah, they didn't even check the answers because yeah. probably only five people sent anything in. Yeah. All right. And they didn't even check that they weren't sending two things to the same address. Yeah. Or they didn't care. One, yeah. one I think I sent in my brother's name, uh, like in case that was an issue. But Smart. But yeah, I mean, they still, I think it did even say like one winner per household, but mm. they didn't give a shit. They, they, one of them came like a month later, too. It was weird. Anyway. Anyway, I, Still have I had that an Turbo internship, graphics. Tom, mm-hmm. in college uh, at the now defunct DreamWork rec- DreamWorks Records. Yeah. Uh, I was rubbing elbows with uh, Steven Spielberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg, and uh, David, David Gaffin. Gaffin every day. Wow. Um, but I ran so, like, oh, the, the contest. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I can assure you, like, I put very little effort into it um, when I, you know, people would win like autographed CDs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, I, if, if it was a trivia question, you didn't have to get it right <laughs> for yeah. me to, to, for me to send you the CD. You should have been sending me, we should have worked something out to him. I should have been winning these contests. You send them to me. I put Do them you on want eBay. an autographed all American rejects. I would have put CD. it on eBay. I bet back then it was worth something. It's probably worth like twenty eight dollars. Yeah, would have been worth as twenty dollars. Twenty eight dollars when I we mean, were both what, like twenty years old. What you could have done was just buy an All American Rejects CD, or I would have I would have sent you like one of the not. The reason I wanted this internship ones. Mm-hmm. is because like there was just a closet with all the yeah promo DVDs, all the and CDs, and CDs. Yeah, and they weren't even they were, they didn't weren't even like cutouts or anything. Oh, it was yeah, just they like, were just yeah stock. Yeah. Um, and I was a big Elliot Smith fan. Yeah. Well, for people that don't know, uh, promo CDs that they would like send to radio stations and stores, they would use a hole puncher and cut out, uh, part of the UPC code. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, this is, and we know this because the CD store in our town sold all those, uh, as used CDs very cheaply. Yeah. Um, that store used to be so great. Yeah. Um, but uh, the reason I, I took the internship is because I was a big Elliot Smith fan, mm-hmm. and uh, he had signed to DreamWorks. I was like, "Oh, my ship has come in. I'm gonna like meet him." And he uh, sadly passed yeah. uh, as yeah. soon as I got the job. Yeah, he found out you got the job. Oh, that's what yeah, happened. And that drew him over the edge. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you never heard this. <laughs> the day that Elliot Smith his uh, untimely died. death. Mm-hmm. Um. I was answering phones. Yeah. You know who called? Who? 
Nelly Furtado. Oh, I had a conversation like a with her, and she uh, she asked if uh, if it was accurate, and I mm-hmm. said I, I don't know. I think so. Yeah, and uh, she uh, she wept. They were they were friends. Ah, anyway, was she now uh, that I've uh, was she signed to DreamWorks? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. That was a good album too. I took it from the from the the closet. After you spoke, you said, "Look, Nelly, don't be too upset. I'm gonna take one of your albums from the closet now." <laughs> listen to it. No, I was very upset too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a sad thing. It's a sad day. Great artist. Um, Maybe if he had an accountability partner. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Advanced tactics is the next big section we're in. Uh Tom, I think we're ready for the... Can I tell you something about... How to go from being merely good to being truly great. Can I tell you something about this section that we read this last time? Sure. This book should have been a third of the length. (laughs) It could have been a pamphlet, yeah. And it would have been a good pamphlet. And I even understand the like, hey, we got to hit you over the head with things. Yeah. And, but like, it seems like by the end, he's not even trying. Yeah. Like this, yeah, this kinda, whole chapter. It ends with a whimper. This chapter is called The Truth About Talent. And then parenthetical, when genes matter and when they don't. Yeah. And this is all basically and, just saying and like. It's like if it's a formal event, you can't wear them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if and, it's informal, you can. Sometimes you can get away with it if you're wearing a blazer. This whole chapter boils down to, if you're good at something, try to do that. <laughs> if you're It'll not good easier. at it, find something you're good at. Yeah. And he uses all these examples of all these people who were good at things. Like He's like, hey, Michael Phelps was really good at swimming because he was like, uh, his body was like... Uh, He's a know, freak. Yeah, he was predisposed by his body shape to be good at swimming, so he decided to swim. It's like, yeah, no shit. You're going to like the things that you're good... And like he even mentions like, yeah, if you find that you're good at something, you're going to be more motivated because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be easier for you. Mm-hmm. So you'll keep that habit. Do we need a whole <laughs> 13 pages of this? This did have some interesting tidbits. No, though. it didn't. Tim, what about this guy, this Moroccan runner, uh, El Garouge? Okay. He's five foot nine. Michael uh, Phelps Tom, is six foot four. They have the same size inseam. I know. What a couple of freaks. Put it, a picture of them next to each other in the book. Yeah, well, there's no picture. Because Michael Phelps. Also, like, I highlighted that. It's like, all right, we're going to spend. <laughs> freaking 10 minutes on height because well it's, it's only, fascinating it's because obsession. like uh i mean i've i've how, heard how tall are you six two and how tall is this guy six four uh, and dude. the other guy's five nine i know it would it would have been cool because like uh that guy's one inch shorter than me it'd be cool <laughs> if that guy was one inch taller than you yeah and then yeah. we could have measured our inseams yeah exactly uh i mean i've always heard that michael phelps had all these like weird that it was like his ankles are weird. They like kind of detach. They're like flippers. All this stuff. They just like, they had access. Like Michael Phelps was like, go nuts on my body media. <laughs> and like, you've run out of other stories to tell. So like. But I didn't know that one of the things is that he has like a, a an extremely long torso. Yeah. And this other guy had an extremely small torso and legs that go all the way up. Yeah. Uh, so that that's uh, helps him in running. That helped him with running because you want to be a, as not necessarily as small as possible, I guess, but as light as possible. That like you know every every ounce of you that isn't legs is is weighing you down. If there was a runner that was just legs, he would be the fastest man alive. Come legs, McGee, <laughs> yeah. the fastest man. Tom, uh, of course, I know all this stuff about Michael Phelps because, uh, as you know. I was invited to um, the smoke episode. a bong with him. I was invited to uh, the episode of Saturday Night Live that he oh, yeah. hosted. Uh, so you got to see his comedy chops up close. Yeah, really good. Uh, Guy Fieri was there. Lil Wayne was there. Wow, a real who's who. Jared Fogle was there. <laughs> <laughs> The Beastie Boys Tim, were there. I don't think I ever knew you were in the same room as Jared Fogle once. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was in a sketch, mm-hmm. and like, it was like, guys, 
you're really not putting together a great episode if at one point in a sketch it's Michael Phelps acting against Jared Fogle. <laughs> like, forget about any of the baggage that either like, of them like brings. That, to the- like that scene in Heat with uh, Pacino and De Niro <laughs> yeah. sitting in the diner. Yeah. <laughs> that was our generation's version of that. Uh, I uh, rode an elevator with the Beastie Boys. It was nice. Wow. Yeah. Were they uh, like working on things like... Well, now we're in an elevator doing a going way alligator. Up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they weren't. Okay. They were just kind of low key. Yeah, you should have asked. Hey, hey, fellas, you guys uh, want to do an elevator? You, you improvise your favorite- something about this uh, elevator ride for me. <laughs> um, but I just thought that 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 was interesting. That uh, you know these two freaks have uh, same size legs. Yeah. But that did make me you know the joke I alluded to early, earlier. Remember when like uh, pictures of Michael Phelps smoking weed came out and, and that like was a scandal? The media lost their fucking minds yeah. about it. Yeah, because nobody is cool about the herb, man. That's just <laughs> just well, God's herb. Well, and it was like you know. Uh, like he's an Olympian and he's doing drugs. And it's like, oh, relax. It's not, this is not enhancing his performance. Right. These are not uh, the type of drugs. And also, it, yeah, it's fine. Relax. Guess what? All these Olympians, they're doing all that. Not during the Olympics, but afterwards, if they're cool. Yeah. You're only cool if you do that. Yeah. But also think about that, uh, you know, tremendous lung capacity he had. He probably cleared that bong. Uh, everybody else is probably like, hey, leave some for us, Michael Phelps. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, just come in front of me and I'll blow it out in your face. And it was like a, like a wind tunnel, all the, 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 what is that, shotgunning? When you would blow weed into somebody else's yeah. mouth. Tom, speaking of uh, talented folk, uh-huh. Scott Adams, the cartoonist behind <laughs> Dilbert. Uh-huh. Did you, this, this. I feel like Scott Adams got mentioned once or twice before in this book. Yeah, too, he right? did. Yeah, this. All right, I'm gonna read this because this pisses me <laughs> off. Because it's it's categorically not true. It's humility on mm-hmm. one hand, uh-huh. but also it's like, no, you need to be more humble than this. Like, yeah. Everyone has at least a few areas in which they could be in the top 25% with some effort. In my case, I can draw better than most people. I guess if you're taking like literally everyone, babies, elderly yeah. people. And, and But I'm hardly an artist. So there's like the- Yeah, yeah. False humility. Yeah. Uh, and- I'm not any funnier than the average stand-up comedian who never makes it big again. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm funnier than most people. <laughs> it's the combination of the two that makes what I do so rare. That like you're a mediocre funny person and you uh, can draw mediocre. mediocre. Um the magic is that few people can draw well and write jokes. It's the combination of the two that makes what I do so rare. And when you add in my business background, suddenly I had a topic that few cartoonists could hope to understand without living it. That last thing is the only really th- like he had a point of view at at a time. Yeah, but it's not like well, oh, and I don't it's... think it's like his business acumen. It's no, no, you... it's his background of like working. In yeah, a, like yeah, he had being an, an office Yeah. Right, at a time when a lot of people were doing that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's also, like, the stuff he's pointing out, it's like, yeah, I mean, that's all comic strip uh, creators. Yeah. Like, they're they're all, like, okay drawers uh, or good at drawing in their own style fast at drawing, usually, yeah. too. And not even necessarily being very funny, but being able to just produce for right. you know day after day after day do you remember during the 2020 election he uh, he's he was like a vocal trump supporter mm-hmm. and then was like all right i've i've weighed the issues and it turns out that i'm not aligned with trump uh on the issues and i'm a man that just 
um, you know, goes by the issues. Yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm not getting into personality. I'm not getting into culture war stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just going on the issues, and I can no longer. And I forget what it was during one of the egregious things that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, I no longer support Donald Trump, and then everybody was just like, you know, in front of the others, I was just like. All right, fuck you. Like, it was just like <laughs> shitty to him. Just like, okay, like, yeah, uh, yeah. you're well, still you an support, asshole. Yeah. Like, he was like, uh, like, people on the left were like, shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then he's like, well, when I announced that I was no longer for Trump based on the issues and, and because I'm only doing things on people the issues. People on this garbage website called me a shithead. Yeah. So now I support Trump. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what happened to uh, only, following the issues yeah. here? Yeah. I mean, he's a supremely weird guy. Yeah, he is a weird guy. Yeah. He's like married to or living with a woman that's like a third of his age and like mm. very, uh, and like- Somebody came and did a like just some a, reporter did a story on him. Just a big Dilbert fan. <laughs> yeah, somebody did a, a story on him, and it's like, oh, how did you meet your wife or whatever? It's like, I'm not talking about that. I refuse to answer the question. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, well, so that something's up, up more here. Questions yeah. than it answers. Yeah. But like, it was like a puff piece on, yeah. on like, hey, Dilbert creator still making inexplicably Dilbert. <laughs> doing this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also one of those dudes that just has, uh, like, I I just watched, uh, I mean, there's a way different person in my opinion, but I just watched uh, the Jack Reacher show on uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah. And then I was, like, reading up about Lee Child because I was interested in him. And, like, he seems actually like Now, a, he's an adult, right? Yes. Even though, <laughs> Even it, though his name, well, it's not his real name. Ah. It's a pen name. Ah. Um. Did he want people to think that he was a child? So uh, people would be like, this is impressive that a, that a kid wrote <laughs> yeah, this book. Yeah. Um, no, but like uh, similarly to Scott Adams, just like somebody who has like just so much money and it's like this money just never stops coming in. Yeah. Um, and Lee Child seems like he's actually done a, a pretty decent job of not becoming a maniac as a result of it but uh but it 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 is weird these people where it's not even necessarily that overnight there's a windfall it's just like over decades this windfall just keeps growing and growing Mm -hmm. to the point where like you can't unless you're being like completely reckless you can't spend it fast enough and because honestly, like, like, I just don't understand. And I guess the reason you get this is because, like, your insane work ethic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand having that and not being like, nobody's going to hear from me ever again. Like, who <laughs> gives a shit? Like, why am I talking to, why am I doing anything? Why am I producing anything publicly? Yeah. Why am I talking to a reporter? Well, I'm just going to go. I mean, to, to Scott Adams' credit, uh, uh, you know, uh, he. Why is he tweeting? Well, that's stupid. But I think, like, he could stop doing Dilbert and still make money, but some part of him must still enjoy making Dilbert enough that he does it. Yeah. Uh, and there, I mean, there are plenty of people like that that, you know, I mean, there's how many musicians are out there that put out shitty albums that nobody listens to? And then when they go on tour, they're playing their greatest hits, and that's yeah. all anyone wants. But like, you know, yeah, people, artists still want to produce things. Yeah, I know, but I also feel like, if you didn't, but if I you agree, didn't have to do anything. I agree with you just the, watch TV. <laughs> I agree with the Twitter thing. I mean, there's yeah. a million people. Yeah, where, like J.K. Rowling, right? Like, yeah. you don't need to tweet. Yeah, I mean, and you have you, more money than God. Yeah, and you could. I, I don't understand why she's putting her views out there, like what she thinks. I guess she must think like I, if I'm convincing one person that I'm right, then that's worth losing. You know, a thousand fans. Um. I don't know. Stupid. Yeah, yeah, I would just. Keep... I think that ratio is all fucked up too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, and that's my thing. That it's like you know her her views are awful, but 
you step back from that. It's like, how many people are even, how many people were not predisposed to think this way already and like, heard you? Yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. well, what, like, what, like, what's the point of Yeah, this? exactly. And that's why, like, I'm sure there's plenty of people, me and you both like, that have awful opinions about things, but keep their fucking mouth shut. <laughs> Which, honestly, at the end of the day, is all I ask. Like, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, some opinions, it's... I, all right, if I know that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want anything to do with you. But, like, there are plenty of people that I like that it's like, oh, I, I might disagree with you on this particular topic, but you know what? You don't you don't make your personality about that. Yeah. So it's fine. I'll keep watching your show, buying your yeah, books, Yeah, you love whatever. that Mike Huckabee show. <laughs> it's the best show on TV. <laughs> Tim, I, he's one of the few people, uh, I believe, that uh, uh, blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because I tweeted something about his, his son uh, killing a dog oh, and he yeah. blocked me. Yeah, he doesn't like that. Yeah, well, I don't like that his son did it either. I mean, it was him and his son, to be to be clear. Was it him and his son? I think so. I thought it was just his son did it, and then like he tried to cover it up or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Good man. <laughs> Good man. Uh, I wish he would unblock me. Yeah, but that's pretty much what that... Uh, there was a link to a personality test. Yeah. We should take that. I started taking it, and then I was like, I don't want to know the answers to this. <laughs> Because it, it's one of those personality <laughs> tests where, like, it's asking you questions that you don't want to think about. <laughs> like, how, what do you really think about, like, uh, you know, how do you feel about, like, being around people? <laughs> uh, like, that kind of that You kinda. hate being around people. You hate interacting with people, right? It depends on the people. If it's people I like, I love it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a very weird person in that I'm... You can stop there. <laughs> No, I'm very introverted, but I'm very extroverted if I'm around like my friends and people I like. We're both exactly the same way, and that does not serve us as a uh, partnership. Like uh, when we do live shows, yeah. or like when we went to Bubba Gump, because mm-hmm. like we just go into our shells. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the worst because then, like, yeah, everybody, everybody who's not my friend thinks I'm like some aloof asshole, yeah. and then all my friends think I'm a loudmouth dickhead. <laughs> I've I've had that. Thought. It's gotten me it's, nowhere. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's got us here. Um, the Goldilocks rule: how to mm-hmm. stay motivated in life and work. Um, he goes on for like three pages. About uh, a boy who worked in a magic shop. And then oh, yeah. It's like, I, I know this. I was like, I, this is Steve Martin. It's yeah. Steve Martin the whole time. It's like, and that boy, Steve Martin. And it was just like, the point of this chapter, I guess, is just Hard keep work. doing things. Yeah. I, it was so long that I did like flip ahead because I'm like, all right, who is it? And I was like, oh, Steve, okay, that makes sense. And then went back and read the rest of it. Because I felt like, I was like, what is this reveal going to be? Yeah. The way he drags it out. Pretty good reveal, though, right? Dragged it out too long. He did drag it out too long. And it's just basically like Steve Martin cares a lot about his craft and works very hard at it. And I feel like, yeah, even if you're like a, you know, a, a casual fan of Steve Martin, you would know, well, certainly he's been around this long. There, He must really work at it. Right. Yeah. And, like, I feel like also we hear so much, like, we're not reading this book in a vacuum, and nobody's yeah. reading this, especially nobody who's reading this book is reading no, this No, I mostly read it in uh, my living room. <laughs> but uh, they, like, everybody knows, like, hey, this is how, maybe not everybody knows, but, like, comedians don't think stuff up on the spot. They go out and <laughs> right. and work and it out things. and like oh and they keep the stuff that works and they keep, you know, adding to yeah. it until all of the stuff works and then that's like their comedy routine. Although there was a point where they where he points out that Chris Rock keeps notes about what material works and what doesn't. And I wondered, I had to wonder <laughs> 
after that slap, if he went and took his little notebook out and went, joke about Jada Pinkett Smith being in G.I. Jane 2 did not go over well. Well, I mean, not not with one, maybe two people in the audience. Only one. It went over well with Will Smith until Jada didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a, a supremely lame joke. We're not going to talk about it. It was such a lame joke that it was like, like when he said it. Yeah, I I was like, oh my god, does anybody even remember that movie? Yeah, Um, like you couldn't come up with a like, oh, and if Sinead O'Connor needs a backup, yeah, that was pretty good, Tom. Uh, (laughs) But like Chris Rock knew it was shitty after he got slapped. He went. (laughs) Really, dude? It was a G.I. <laughs> Jane joke. Yeah. You said that from the stage. Uh, yeah. Chris Rock's stand-up better include some good slap. I don't want this, oh, I don't need to talk. I'm above this. Like, yeah. Spill Rip the beans. Apart. Spill the beans about, like, <sighs> there's, there's history there. Yeah. Like, if you were the real Chris Rock. Yeah. The one that, the bring the pain, Chris Rock. Right. You would put it all out Bring there. the pain for Will Smith. Yeah, slap. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, you know, that's, we're just talking. We're going to lose patrons. <laughs> but we're, we're just talking about, uh, you know, uh, how, how people who are rich and successful should just like keep their mouth shut. I feel like that is the situation where it's like Chris Rock does not need to make this his thing. Uh, Chris Rock does because Chris Rock got divorced and uh, Chris Rock doesn't have more he money got than divorced God anymore. Years ago. No, 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 no. He got divorced again recently. The thing is, like, Chris Rock, mm-hmm. if you look at the last few years of Chris Rock, there's the the guy is hurting for cash. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so it's not like Will Smith, yeah, who he's, shouldn't have slapped a guy ten minutes before he got an Academy Award. Yeah, but he's still doing all right, yeah. money wise. Or if you're gonna get a divorce, just to let your just say like, hey, we won't get a divorce. You have sex with our son's friend, and <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, and hopefully it doesn't get brought up during an <laughs> award show. And I'm so embarrassed, I have to slap somebody. Uh, the Goldilocks, uh, the one cool thing about that, of this, mm-hmm. it's just like that anecdote where it's just like, how do you become really good? Like, be okay with being bored with that. Yeah, habit. that is very good. And uh, you have to fall in love with boredom. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think people are bored enough these days. Yeah. I think we're always like looking for like a quick, and like, I think in more ways than one, just doing something that isn't the most exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, if you're doing something- I some, look to the example, like your wife fell in love with boredom, you know, and that's uh, you. Know, you. <laughs> Why would you say that, Tom? <laughs> uh, I was trying to come up with a more clever way to say it. <laughs> yeah, that was just mean. <laughs> What? And the stuff you said about me isn't mean? Like what? What did I say about you? Uh, I, I can't even remember you say so many mean <laughs> things about me. Man, I was just kidding when I said that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> to say I'm boring? <laughs> to say me? Yeah. I'm boring? Yeah. Thought, thought, thought Tim was going to get up and slap me for a minute there. <laughs> Tell me to keep his wife's name out of my fucking mouth. Um... No, but he gives the example, like he talks to like a, a weightlifting coach and the coach, and he asks the guy like, what what's the difference between like, you know, somebody that makes it in weightlifting and somebody that doesn't. And the guy gives a bunch of good examples, but then he's like, honestly, it's just, uh, you know, at a certain point, it's who can put up with how boring lifting weights is. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And like, think about something else. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, this this one quote is actually uh, very good. Uh, they should put this on inspirational posters if it's not already. Professionals stick to the schedule. Amateurs let life get in the way. Mm. And actually, what's inspirational posters? Oh, they. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> What's inspirational posters? I thought there was like a website, like <laughs> like a poster, like uh, like people who post. Yeah, <laughs> like, is this a website that you go to for inspiration? Yeah, people just post inspiration. <laughs> uh, this makes a lot more sense. Uh, but it's funny because I was reading today about was it today or yesterday? Some one one of these days recently, uh, Tom Brady retired again. Yeah. And he was, looks like a fucking psychopath now. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is. His face is uh, weird. He's gaunt. Yeah. Uh, but, and I think part of it is, like, uh, I was reading a thing about him where he said that he's actually, he thinks he's actually like a pretty mediocre uh, quarterback. Mm-hmm. That it's just that he's a fucking maniac that he is the one, you know, like measuring every morsel of food he eats and keeping notes about every workout and just like trying to optimize every teeny thing and that that's what's made him, you know, one of the best quarterbacks ever, uh, that he's actually not naturally that good. Um, But I would argue that he's somebody who has taken that to the extreme which then makes sense that, and he talks about this in the book later, that he unretired because he's like, well, my entire life has Is been this, about yeah. this. And he retired and sat for a week and went, I'm going to blow my fucking brains out. I need to go back to, and and he talks There's about- no amount of kissing on the mouth from my son that could, <laughs> could make me not- Board can restore my identity. Uh, And he talks about how, like, you know, that that in this book, that that's a real danger. People who tie up their identity to their career and then lose their career or tie it to another person. And then that relationship doesn't work out. And it was just interesting reading this today after reading that stuff about Tom Brady is it's like, Oh, this explains how Tom Brady got so good at what he did and also how he, why his life is so empty. When yeah. It's gone. And, and why his yeah. life fell apart. Yeah. You know, his, his wife <clears throat> left him and everything. Uh, and you know, he went back for another season for fucking what he didn't need the money. He, he didn't need to achieve anything else, but it was literally just, no, this is his identity. Mm-hmm. And he can't just be like, oh, yeah, now I'll just I'll call games and get paid as much, if not more money for doing that. Yeah. You're alluding to the last chapter, the downside of creating good habits, mm-hmm. where that is one element of it, where it's like, uh, yeah, don't get everything wrapped up in, in one thing. Yeah. But the other part of it is just like, oh, yeah, you'll plateau. Mm-hmm. And like the whole thing is just like, stop plateauing. Like, yeah. get a new goal or mm-hmm. whatever. And again, this whole book fucking peters out at the end <laughs> to the point yeah, where this book plateaus at the end. Yeah. And it really, I think it's to the detriment of the book because like, he had me for the first, yeah. you know, half of this book, and I was like, "Okay, I'm fucking excited. I'm good. I'm doing this." Why am I talking like Kevin Smith today, saying "fucking" every other word <laughs> and shit? Yeah, he's fucking uh, had me on on the hook and shit. And uh, <laughs> but uh, he uh, and then the more he spins his wheels at the end, I'm just like, I'm losing enthusiasm for your for your process here. Well, and it's funny, like. Uh, I, I, I mean, as you can see, I have this book in hardcover, uh, and I bought it in hardcover after I think I, I got the audio book and I started listening to that and I was like, shit, this is good. I need to have like a hard copy Mm -hmm. of this. And I, I didn't realize why I never finished the book (laughs) and that that was why, because it, it just, it, it does plateau pretty hard. Uh, towards the end, and again, the, you know, like we said, there's a certain amount of like you need to repeat yourself. You need to really drill some of this shit in, but also it's uh, you know, you you also need to fill a book. Well, to talk about uh, uh Lee Child again, I've been on this real big Lee Child kick. Lee uh, Child, things are gonna, gonna get, get easier. easier. 
Um, he, I read this, uh, 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 thing he was talking about, like, um, uh, when, when, an when you read something from an author and they're like, here's this like strict rule, you know, don't use adverbs. And I forget, he gave like a specific example and then he's like, you know why like that article exists? Cause that guy agreed to do that article three months ago. <laughs> and then the day before it was due, he went, Oh shit, I'm supposed to write that. Uh, what do I do? And he wrote that article because he had to write something and it's not true. And he knows it's not true. And like, I think the example he gave too, he's like in this article, he's breaking his own rules, let alone in, in his yeah. books. And I feel like this is a case of that where this guy, James clear has a, uh, had a very popular website, a very popular blog about all this kind of stuff, signed a book deal and they said, well, a book can't be 20 pages long, James. Uh, you he got- mentions uh, uh, in, I think, the in the beginning oh, yeah. and in the acknowledgments where, or like in the conclusion where he's like, oh, yeah, it took me for, I kept, they kept having to push the deadline of this book. <laughs> yeah. And I could see him like blowing through the first part and just mm-hmm. being like, okay, uh, out of gas here. That, yeah. that This is it. This is it. Like, I was surprised that he didn't circle back and was like, "Hey, here's a plan to implement. That. Like, mm-hmm. here's here's like things that you should fill out. Yeah, for like, okay, define the habit that you want. I mean, and he like, does give a lot each... of links with like downloadable. He does, but like, make that part of the the book. The book yeah, where it's I'm just sure like there's like an where... Atomic Habits workbook you can. Buy. Oh yeah, you don't do that stuff yeah. in there. Yeah. Mm. All right, we should buy that book. <laughs> Maybe that will have the real uh, solution. So, are you going to are you going to apply any of what you've learned to anything? I think I have already some of it. Um, and again, I think a lot of this stuff it's not telling you anything that you haven't heard before. Right. And he even says that in the beginning of it that you know he's building on uh, other people's work. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good reminder. I I think there are some habits already that I've uh, been more mindful of. I feel like that's a big thing with habits. It's like they just have to be like kind of top of mind. Top uh, of mind. I, I think he's right. Where it's like uh, they hey, have to be obvious. Yeah, like make it a thing where like there's a trigger every day, mm-hmm. um, and that you're accountable like that you're tracking it and making yeah. sure that you're doing it and you're not trying to break the chain tom mm-hmm. here's my big announcement <laughs> every single day in january you've been beaten off it did the push-ups that i wanted to oh, do oh okay i'm a push-ups man now and also like i Didn't have you say this last week i know but now it's february <laughs> and uh i've successfully done it okay um but um uh, well, I forget what I was gonna say. You, 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 you had to tear me down, Dub. <laughs> I ought to slap the shit out of you. <laughs> you know, I've been practicing no nut January. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, uh, doing push-ups. Okay, well, hey, good for you. Thank you. I'm gonna get strong enough to fucking knock you out with one slap. <laughs> <laughs> you sent me a video. Oh no, the thing making it making it about your uh identity yes. and thinking like but not too much of your identity. But like to the point where your yeah. life is hollow without it. But being like uh I'm a guy mm-hmm. that does push-ups every day. Yeah. yeah it's it's also, it's like I'm a guy that 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 makes time. Yeah. To get fucking swole so I can knock the shit out of my ex-friend. <laughs> And I'm a guy that wins Super Bowls as a quarterback. And that's did, my identity. Did you say quarterback? Quarterback. Um, what did I send you a video of? Oh, uh, the the that slapping competition oh, uh, yeah. garbage. And you were so upset because you're like, this is going to give slapping a bad name. It is. Yeah. This Dana White guy needs to. Yeah, he's a real scumbag. Yeah. He's, he's way up there in... Uh, scumbag olympics you measure his insane there's a show on freaking tbs mm-hmm. 
Or must oh, it's on TBS? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a pay-per-view thing no. or something. Oh, it ends in a pay-per-view thing. No, of course, it, yeah. What, what, what doesn't? slapping no. contest. Yeah, it's just two idiots slapping. It's, yeah. It but came from worry, Russia. $2,000. Yeah. It came from Russia, and it's literally- The way you said that, was like, well, of course, it came from Russia. Well, I feel like a lot of shitty things come from Russia lately. Uh, a lot of shitty things come from America, too. Yeah, that, a lot of shitty things come from all over. But like, just like the lowest form of entertainment yeah. of just like- It like, really is like the idiocracy, ow, my balls. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, and I saw, I think somebody like, you know, what's next? Just two guys kicking each other in the balls? And I was like- yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> I don't think this is that much different yeah, than that. No, uh, I'm sure that that that's. I don't know. That's probably not as satisfying to watch as as this. That's probably why. Yeah, I'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> it's less than a year away. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are we doing for the movie? Are we going to see Avatar two this week? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Or. Maybe we'll just kick each other in the balls. <laughs> and just put up the audio of it. Yeah. <laughs> it gets to the point where we're puking and passing out, <laughs> having to use smelling salts to revive each other. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, let's do Avatar 2. Okay. In three dimensions. At least three dimensions, if not four. Yeah, well, time will always be a factor, I think. What do you mean? Oh, oh. <laughs> Tim, that's not the fourth dimension. The fourth dimension is a moving seat. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, let's figure it out. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for being patrons. We love you very much. Hey, sound off in the comments. Are you going to adopt any yeah. habits? We were ha- light or on have the, you? We were, we were light on the comments last week. Let's step it up, folks. <laughs> All right. Let's do better. Hey, let's make it a habit. See you next week. Mm-hmm.